Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. I am Sans Zeke Baker today, and together we make the Dad's Rig of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. And it's kind of a special day. I'm in what looks like an airplane hangar or... It looks like an army barracks in the middle of my neighborhood in the nations in Nashville, Tennessee. And I am sitting with a few special people. I have Mr. Jeff Pennington with me. I have Mrs. Ashley Barnes, formerly of Four Roses, now going out on her own and doing awesome stuff, along with her friend and partner in crime and business, Monica Wolf, who is here with us. And and we also have the good folks at Pennington Distillery that are hanging out with us. We're kind of announcing something pretty special, and I'm going to let Jeff go do that. But we're tasting through everything that Ashley has been working on here at Pennington Distillery. This is kind of a special show. So without further ado, Jeff, why don't you say hi to everyone? Yeah. And everybody say hi, and let's talk about what all three of you have been doing here along with the staff. Well, I'll start. Uh, my name is Jeff Pennington. Hello. Uh, welcome to the distillery. We're really excited that we've been making some whiskey here for a few years and finally getting to release our first four-year-old Tennessee whiskey. And uh, Carter Collins is also in the room with us, our kind of head guy. He's, he's my right hand. He's built half built everything in the distillery, and all these whiskey bottles you see all over the table are pretty much have his blood and sweat in them. If you come on the tour, sometimes you can see him stirring up the mash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see him doing something. <laughs> He's always in the back. He might be over the top fixing a pump. He might be fixing a canning line. He might be stirring a mash. You know, he's a little bit of... A little bit does everything. And um, The one thing I like about Carter is whenever I come in, he's got a comfy chair in the back and he's always kind of sitting by the still and you know, <laughs> just see him reading old books <laughs> he's an old sipping soul. whiskey and so we're really excited to uh just uh, i guess announce also our, our partnership and working with monica and ashley they both have obviously from in kentucky very high regards very well respected palates and and business uh, acumen and so you know we are in tennessee uh, we have a bourbon that's coming out in the future, but we, we have our Tennessee whiskey coming out now. But there's not a lot of other Tennessee whiskeys out. So there's not a lot of other experts out there outside of Jack and George, really. Um, we went up across the border to Kentucky. You know, there's a rivalry, <laughs> I guess you could say. Hopefully it stays a rivalry in a few weeks, in a couple weeks. Get to yeah. play each other again. I love how this table has kind of divided itself. And <laughs> Ashley and I are on one side. The people that wear blue are on one side. And the people that don't are on the other yeah, side. Carter went to Auburn. So they won last night. Hey, great win last night. That's all I going to say. That was a cru- they cruised that win. They didn't sweat that at all. Auburn. Your game is actually tipping off as we speak. Yes, it's 11 I know. o'clock in the morning. I, don't worry, I've got, it, I've got it on my phone. <laughs> I told so, you we're very chill uh, here on Dad's Trick of Bird. So I just, you know, we're excited to Ashley's come in and, and helping us create our profile for our whiskey and how to replicate the profile. I think that's a big part of the craft whiskey. As people come out with their own juice, I think it's going to be a, a very difficult part to get a handle on. So we were lucky to have them come and join us. So I would love to turn it over and let Ashley and Monica tell a little bit about themselves, and then we can maybe go into what we're doing here. I'm Ashley Barnes, and I do blending, of course, and some quality stuff. But, you know, it's not every day you get a phone call. Hey, we've got four-year-old. We, we want to do something with this. So I was very excited to get to come down to Nashville and work with these guys. Very excited about what what's coming out. But I'm going to pass it over to Monica to talk a little bit more about what we do as a company, as a team. Wait, you're not getting off that easy. So yeah. it's just like, hey, I'm Ashley and I blend some stuff. Yeah, like, she wants me to do the intro for her. Update. And I will, I will. I will make you sound so good. Well, so Update, Tennessee's up 3 nothing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a big three-point like, This is a, Ashley doesn't talk about that very much. So I understand. I'm the same way. When people ask me stuff, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, um... I'm John. Yeah, super um, shy all of a sudden. But let's, let's you and I talk about Ashley. Okay. So yeah. for those I'll of you that don't whiskey. understand, anybody if who has had... you don't know had, who you're in the presence of, allow me. <laughs> Eddie, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Hove. And, but the, 
Ashley has come up, if you like, the limited edition small batches of Four Roses, Al Young, that limited edition small batch. We're getting her excited now. I'm just kind of messing with her. But she has been a part of all of those blends at Four okay, Roses. I'm going to take it back even further. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, go but back. <laughs> Ashley started at Buffalo Trace. And so with all of their SKUs, I mean, more than most people are even aware of, and across more types of spirits and formulas than anyone would imagine, that's where she really got her start and her base so she understands more than just whiskey and more than just what comes out of the barrel I mean she can take all the flavorings you could ever imagine and create some really amazing formulas so that was kind of her training grounds and then she went to Four Roses and really honed the the specific bourbon mash bills and yeast strains She's pretty special because she can, I mean, because craft distilleries experiment and they're known for their innovation. So we get a lot of interesting Which is exciting. formulas. And it is exciting because, I mean, not at Four Roses was amazing and it was a great place. But at, at the same time, now she gets to really spread her wings and work with the people that are getting creative and have the flexibility to be creative. And so that's where this is super fun because she can apply a lot of what she's learned at those other places and help the little guys. So that's what we're all about. And it's one of the things that we've been having a conversation just to build her up even more because she won't do it. Mm -hmm. But the conversation that we've been having before we started recording, the way that she'll take bottles and look at them and put them together, Mm -hmm. I would almost say... What she does for a living is like she plays bourbon Tetris. And she goes, I could make this configuration in this line here, but I could also move the pieces around this way and do the same exact thing, but have a completely different profile. So we just sat here and I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about what she was doing after you introduce yourself. She was talking about, I had eight barrels. If I put these four together, Mm -hmm. I get this blend. If I put these four together, I get this blend. Mm -hmm. If I put these eight together, I get this blend. But then if I put these eight together this way, you get this blend. So there was like six or eight different whiskeys that she was talking about she could make from these blends. Yeah. It's awesome. And then once you settle and you pick which one you want, then you've settled on it. And that's your consistency and your... You match your profile. You match your profile every time. So I'm going to ask you to talk about what you do. But first, I want to introduce Monica. We have a number of different clients and it just depends on what their needs are. Um, But what do you do? What do you do on the background where she might be on the whiskey side? You were telling me about all the stuff you do on the other side. So um, I'm going to do it. My dad used to run Buffalo Trace, and that's how I got my <laughs> I got that's how I got my introduction off the old coattails. So, do you have any pappy? <laughs> I bet no. you. I bet she does. Better stuff than that, but um. <laughs> so I interned there through college, and that's how I got my start of understanding the industry and pretty much of all areas, from the offices to the bottling floor to the event space, you know, just everywhere. I graduated, worked in finance for six years. My dad started consulting for craft distilleries. This was 10 years ago, right when craft was really starting to get up and running, and they just needed a lot of help with business planning and getting themselves off the ground. So over the years that I was working in finance, I helped him with his consulting practice. So then four years ago, I left D.C., Deloitte Consulting, and joined him at his consulting practice full-time worked there for two years and then wanted to branch out on my own. So that's how we're here right now. Um, Started a company, met Ashley, really, really had a chance to look from a 30,000 foot view of how all the distilleries were doing now that they were kind of up and running and where they were in the cycle. And just how Jeff had spoke about earlier, there's juice out, but now what do you do with it? How do you go into your warehouse, profile it, figure out what flavors are coming from where, create a blend and consistency and you know a your customers are going to thank you but b if you ever have any interest in scaling or you know if you want to be around for the long haul you're going to have to get a handle on that and that was something that I just could see that they didn't know and then I met Ashley and I was like oh not only is this a smart business move to you know join forces 
but she's a great friend. I mean, we yeah. pinch ourselves every day that this is our <laughs> life. This is what we do for a living. We Not woke up this morning, this morning in Nashville at our hotel, <laughs> tasting through samples and curling our hair together. And, you know, just it's just it's fun because we're friends. Let's be oh, frank. She's the one <laughs> curling, curling her really hair. Are. I mean, you could see why, why this is such a value to a distillery like us. I mean, we've spent four years and a lot of capital and time and energy making all this whiskey, but... They bring their it's a it's a trifecta here. I mean they, they bring the ability to help us create really unique profiles and how to stay consistent, but then they also Monica brings a table how to forecast and how to mm-hmm. finance the growth. Because what you know, what we want to sell today, well, how do you know what you want to sell in four or five, six years? You know, how to forecast right. that and how to finance that out. And that's that's a really tough business to be in when you're carrying an inventory that far out um so we're really excited to announce working with them i think they're going to have many more distilleries they're working with uh that when they see how good they are that they'll be calling them too yeah (laughs) well jeff and i were hanging out uh curling hair he curled my beard hair (laughs) while we drank whiskey we would say ashley's also uh, got the got a one-year-old at home so she's kind of part of the yeah we we take dad's mom's Pet moms, pet dads, but, but I've got a seven month old, so I've got a seven month old. My my son just turned one. So congratulations. My Thank daughter you. just turned three and is headstrong and hits us in the face all the time. But she loves frozen. I was late this morning because I was dancing, twirling with her in the living room watching Frozen. I think it's interesting and Jeff, from your perspective to to go on on you all for a second. Because you guys are a craft distillery that didn't necessarily start out with sourcing. So if you think about craft distilleries, you're going to have two paths. You either source to get yourself going or you're going to sell some clear liquid along with some other things to, to get everything going. You also had a name change throughout all of that. Some people may know you as Speakeasy Spirits and now you're Pennington Distillery. But you have Whisper Creek, a sip and whiskey you have Pennington Rye, you have Walton Vodka, and then you have the Pickers Vodka. The Pickers Vodka you see everywhere now. But that kind of has allowed you to sit here and have some whiskey aging. So you all have your Davidson Rye came out a couple of years ago. Then you had the Four Grain that came out. You had the Genesis that came out last year. You're sitting on some bourbon, but then you're also sitting on... This on Monday, tomorrow, the day this is going to be released, because I'm going to stay up all night editing this, <laughs> you have a Tennessee Sour Mash, which is a four-year Tennessee Sour Mash coming out. You guys have come out with a bunch of different products as a craft. Talk about that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about, after that, what Ashley's going to do with all your stuff. The name change kind of was for the whiskey. We were known as, we, we started with Speakeasy Spirits because my wife and I had a marketing company called Speakeasy Marketing. So when we signed a lease here, we had, we had limited budgets. We just reused our logo and changed marketing to spirits. Uh, you know, w- another big part of our business has been uh, contract packaging. We have uh, contract bottled a lot of other products. Uh, you know, we're always proud to say, you know, we can't say the brands, but there's six other distilleries open in Tennessee now that started here bottling with us. It's not that we were against sourcing or against it. It's just that we decided to do a different path. We bottled a lot of sourced whiskey for other people. We decided to get in the vodka game, even though my wife and I, when we started this in 2012, our one promise was we would never sell vodka. Because um, we, we, we realized, you know, uh, we looked at gin, but gin, you know, Corsair's already kind of got the local gin. And so Walton's vodka is really a small one. That's a weeded vodka we made for, it's a very targeted demographic. His name's Walton. He was my father-in-law, fortunately passed away this year, but... It was very, very special release for him. As the whiskey was coming of age, and the two whiskeys we had the most of are the Tennessee whiskey and our bourbon, which we'll talk about later because it's another year away. But the other brands were just cash flow. I mean, Pickers, when we first launched Pickers, we were hoping there could be something, a little local brand that could help some cash flow. Where it's gone to has really been amazing. I mean, we're, we now do a little over 40,000 cases out of here. Which is uh, of our own amazing. brand, which is very large in the craft world. Yeah. Um, we've done our canned cocktails have been a big hit, mm-hmm. and just to give a plug in there, we will be releasing in May one, just to keep an eye out. Uh, Pickers Unplugged. So for all the bourbon fans who wives like the White Claw and the Truly and all the low calorie, uh, it's going to be a ninety six calorie, zero carb, zero sugar uh, vodka seltzer line. Oh, um, so but the difference between us and White Claw and Truly is their malt base. We will be a true vodka base. So. 
keep your eyes out for that too. But tomorrow's all about the whiskey. We've been we've been waiting a long time, and to be honest, a lot of people there's like, oh, we got twelve barrels ready. Let's throw them in the tank and let's uh, blend them up and bottle them. And we knew better than that, but we also knew that we didn't have the palate. And just to give Ashley one more little shout out, I know she's probably <laughs> tired of it. We went and met Ashley for the first time four and a half, five years ago five years when ago. we first started distilling. We were lucky enough being from the industry that some of the big boys in Kentucky, you know, Makers Mark let us come up there and work with their master distiller for a couple of days. Jim Rutledge came down here and tasted some of our distillate that was first coming across the still and talked to us about grain selection. That was really big for him. Where are you getting your grain? What kind of quality of grain? Uh, we had uh, Larry Ebersol, who ran MGP for 20-something years, well, when it was Seagram's, come down and, and make our first batches with us. So being that we all sold the bigger brands, we were lucky enough to have some of them come and help us. But I'll never forget when Jim was sitting right here at the same table about four and a half, five years ago, he said, you need to go up to Four Roses and you need to meet with this this lady named Ashley Barnes and let her taste some of this. He goes, she's got the best palate I've ever seen. And so when we heard that, we were like, we need to meet her. And I did. I have unfortunately missed the trip. I know Carter and Bobby and them came yeah, and all they kept talking about trip. for the next two months is how impressive Ashley was. So to be working with her now is really an honor. And, you know, we sent the first samples up and I, she's got to tell what how she did this because... We knew there was different ways to blend things, but what she did with these these first, because the first batch only had 11 barrels in it, to see what she did and all the different ways we could have taken those 11 barrels was really cool and unique. And I, I don't think a lot of people have that skill set in their, their distillery. To catch everybody up, we have 11 barrels. You're sitting at your kitchen at home. Your yeah. husband is upset because there's just whiskey bottles everywhere and they're terrible problems terrible problems I'm you Ashley it's not that they're everywhere it's that he's not allowed to drink them oh. Oh. So that, would be, that would be a, yeah, that would be upsetting so there's beakers I mean I'm sitting here looking at you actually have the Pyrex beakers that go down to milliliters that I actually ordered some to look cool but then <laughs> I haven't actually used them yet, but tell been, me what you do. I mean, I even have like an auto pipette to make sure my 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 blends are just so. What I did is, you know, I had we came down here, we tasted through some stuff, uh, visited, and before I even start, you know, what I did was awesome. It was fun. It was great. This is a phenomenal product. But distilling on the front end, Carter here. You guys made some amazing whiskey. So that just makes my job more fun. And it honestly makes it harder because I'm like, it's all good. What direction do we want to go? So I went through each barrel and I looked at them and I was like, okay, these all taste kind of, these have this profile, which was a lighter, more fruity, kind of grapefruity character, light citrus, white grape type characters. And then we had this other section that was more robust, more dried bread berries, maple syrup, you know, maple, the little maple candy. I forgot what it's called, but just to a tea, roasted pecans, just amazing. Obviously, I lean towards that profile personally. So I text, uh, text Jeff and Carter and was like, all right, we got two, two directions here. And so we had talked about what we, what they were wanting to do with this launch and this brand. And I picked out, there were four barrels in each of those profiles that I really felt fit that direction. Two that I kind of kicked back and was like, all right, these, these work, but not for what we're doing. And then one that it's going to be a single barrel. There, it was too good to put in a blend and I refused to put it in a blend. So... If he said, no, no, we need to do it, I would have reluctantly, but... She didn't um, really give us... She said, you're not blending this one. <laughs> I, I didn't give them the option up front. Um, ultimately, you know, it's whatever they want to do, but I didn't give them an option. So... <laughs> whatever you want to do, except what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's what you want, except what I tell you. Do not touch. Uh, so, um, I told Carter, he said he had some, some totes, so we went on and we dumped two totes, four barrels in each. And let those kind of mellow and sit for for a day. Meanwhile, in, on my kitchen table, <laughs> I was working on a couple different blends using those as bases. 
and that just kind of did it for consistency. If we wanted to go more towards a grapefruity, hoppy kind of character, or if we wanted to go more towards a rich, robust. And my vision for this, after talking to them, was something you could drink in the summer, something you could drink in the fall. It was smooth. It was great, neat, nice with an ice cube. Just an all-around good, have-it-on-hand-always bourbon. Or not bourbon, but Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> See, we're, yeah. We'll just say a good whiskey. <laughs> it's funny, you, you all three are from Kentucky, so you probably don't hear this a lot, but the, the guys down here in Tennessee like to say bourbon plus one. <laughs> I don't know if I agree. It's because totally, the lacking yeah. in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something. I, I didn't start that saying. There's another big group down a little farther south that did. Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Russell said if, if y'all uh, distilled it right, you wouldn't have to filter it through charcoal. Oh, oh I love Jimmy. Jimmy. I love him. <laughs> you know, it's funny, there's a lot of bourbons that actually do a similar step to that, but they just don't promote it. Oh, you mean like Evan Williams and, <laughs> no. and all that other stuff? Like, oh. Actually charcoal filter it? Yeah. All the- well, you know, speaking of, I mean, this is... It, what she did, she brought us two, it, it blew our minds. I mean, she sent us samples and said, all right, y'all harvest these four barrels and these four barrels separate. The two completely different uh, directions and profiles. And we tasted through them here. And I mean, John, you just tasted them yourself. I mean, it's amazing how different, considering that these were homogenized mm-hmm. batches. They were all, they weren't the same cook, but they were a batch of probably 10 cooks. Same that, juice. With that were homogenized yes. and put in the same barrels on the same day. And... You know, it really came down to just what the barrels does and the different areas and what Ashley's taught us about tasting all the different locations of the of the, our storage because we have a lot of different ways we store barrels here. So it's going to give Ashley some fun stuff. And as, if you, I know you the podcast can't see it, but there's probably 100 bottles of the next 100 barrels sitting here yep. that Ashley gets to take home and profile. I'm excited. <laughs> Got to make room in our trunk. For the future to make, to make sure that we only, we also make the same style product in the future and that it's consistent so you guys can buy this first batch and know that the next batch is the same and, and then also all the fun things we're going to do with it but Speaking of the single barrel, since since you've got some single barrels on there, we didn't really know what to do when she said we're going to have a single, you've got a single barrel here that you, you can't blend in. We didn't want to sell a single barrel to the open market at the same time as a launch because you've got different stores and groups that like, oh, who gets it? So we're going to single barrel this off and it will be for sale at the distillery only, probably starting next Monday. We'll probably have it available here next weekend. And uh, so April, and it's not an April Fools. It's not an April Fools. It'll be available this, <laughs> this weekend. And I, I mentioned to you for uh, if any of your guys come in, and they mentioned Dad's drinking bourbon. We'll give them a fifteen percent discount off the off the front end on that, which is pretty crazy, guys. But you know, before Goodwill Hunting over here decided to put all these <laughs> bottles together and and actually like make everything work out. I mean, I I, I go back to that because the way he describes it in the movie and I know it's a fictional character but he's like you know how some people just get behind a piano it's like I just see keys but I get behind math and I just play that's the way Ashley is around whiskey she just sees it all these things go through her head and she just starts playing she's like this bottle is going here these are going here I'm holding two batches right now and it's the same juice yes granted it's barreled on the same day one has a distinct Orange blossom, fruit, little bit of chocolate maybe, but it has a lighter profile to it. The second one is straight maple syrup. And <laughs> you you take the nose on this and I'm like, is this finished in maple syrup? This is crazy. The second and, – and it's funny – when you look at this, the second one is also the one that Taff gone. Carter's like, it is missing a lot there. <laughs> There's a story behind that that your your listeners just have to get the. What'd you do last night during the Auburn game? <laughs> <laughs> Carter's like, I don't believe this is syrup. I'm just gonna have to check again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a uh, science. It's just <laughs> so quality science. control. Yeah. As we were talking, I'm like the first one is what I call that lawnmower pour. It's you a grapefruit. Can, I like what uh, Ash said. She said this is for a grapefruit IPA. Do people who like the hazy IPA and that's crazy, this is right up their alley. So how do you actually find that when you're going through this? How do you find all those things that get you the different profiles? How do you know to tweak 
this? Is it something that you can't explain or can you explain it? I listen to the barrels. I mean, the liquid's what's going to tell you what it can and can't do. And There's medication for that. <laughs> there is, but I refuse to take it. Um, I really, it's, it's so hard to explain. I mean, I've worked with so many legends. Jim Rutledge, obviously, is, is a huge influence. Brent Elliott, again, huge. And, you know, just watching them and learning from them and then worked with Harlan, I worked with Drew Mavel and Chris Fletcher over at, at Jack. Chris like is the reason all-star game. All star game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing today. He he snagged me from the pharmaceutical world. So, you know, I got to watch some of like I said, the legends just do what they do and then take from that, you know, my background with biology and chemistry and Honestly, cooking with my mama, <laughs> you know, and, you know, building that from just put it all together and I just taste things. and I'm like, all right, and I'll make notes like, OK, this would work great on the top end. This might work more for the palate. And from there, just start playing with it. But that's also Four Roses brought a lot of that to my skill set because they have such a great inventory with so many yeast codes and barrels galore that just, you know, every one of them's different. Did you always know you had a palate from a young age? Like, it was more, you always knew you had a palate, but did you always know that it was so much that other people didn't have that same skill set? No, I thought I was an annoyingly picky eater and, like, kid. <laughs> I mean, so I would not eat, I didn't eat steak until I was, like, late teen years because I just didn't like the way my mom cooked it. She cooked it just a hair too long. Yeah, my mom's or, pork chops were terrible. I won't do that. I don't. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> you know, I didn't eat chili. And it's just because I didn't know, but I now know, well, it's just the way it was seasoned. Season it slightly different, I'm good with it. Uh-huh. And so now I've learned little things. And I associate aromas and flavors with memories and I didn't realize that was different, and not everybody like really honed in on that. I've learned that now. <laughs> Carter claims that you can do bar tricks. He said that he saw you uh, not only nail the antique, but pick the year the antique was bottled as well, blindly. Probably. If, if I've worked on it, I usually can pick it out pretty good. <laughs> so is it? And, and that's crazy because some people. I mean, I think some people have a palate and that sensory memory where they kind of go. I know that this is a brown foreman. I know this is a four roses. I know. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people that you could sit there with all 10 recipes of four roses and pick every single one out? I used to could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really haven't uh, sat down with all 10 in a long time. I, What's your favorite one? Do you, have a, do you have a favorite okay. one? So my favorite Four Roses is an OBSQ. Um, Sales Q- just went up, right? I'm surprised because it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to Al Young or Dan Gardner or Brent Elliott, they're not going to give you a favorite. And I know that may be the company line, but they're also going to say... They're also going to say that things vary, right? They Even the absolutely. Q's, I'll tell you, I think the Q's vary from season to season. Oh, and yeah. also... Depends on what Rick House you had. One of my favorite Four Roses is actually a Carruthers Q pick from two years ago. And that's one of the Qs I think have most variants from year to year. Ashley could tell me if I'm right or not. <laughs> but there's, uh, you know, the Vs are, are going to be pretty consistent. Although those Vs that were LEs this yeah. year have been amazing. I think, you know, that's of all the single barrel picks and I, I used to sell for the shooter that sold four roses. So I got to be part of selling some of those in the beginning and uh, well, the beginning of the return. <laughs> well, true. if we talk about uh, this, this is a three hour conversation yeah, that Ashley I mean, and I are jerking The, the out cool on. thing about their single barrels though is I feel like they're from store to store's picks are so much more, there's so much more variance than all the other brands single barrel picks by store. And I think that's, yeah. that's what's cool about that. Well, and kind of to bring it back full circle. So when I was working with these and I was looking at these barrels, I actually texted Jeff and Carter and was like, you know, it's like you've got two different East codes, but you don't. Two different, you've got two different profiles. And yes, OBSQ is my favorite. Um, actually almost ended my marriage before it started. 
Um, that that is a funny story, but <laughs> uh, love you, honey. <laughs> but you special know, shout out to Mister Barnes. <laughs> He's a dad drinking bourbon right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm Mr. sure Barnes. he is digging in my liquor cabinet right now. She's not here. I can go to the kitchen table. All I gotta do is tell you that Ashley has already brokered a T-shirt for you. So just she loves you and she cares about you. She's always thinking about you. Um. But, you know, it really depends on your mood, too. You know, some days, like, if it's a hot day, I I may not go to my OBSQ. I may go to an OESV, you know, something a little lighter. And so that's what's really cool about these two profiles that we've deciphered. And as I get into, you know, these 100-barrel more, you know, I had 11 barrels and I got two profiles. We've got 100 barrels. I might have another profile come out. And, you know, that's what's really exciting is to be able to take those and... It's not just a one one trick pony. You've Imagine got... if you gave her two mash bills, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. We haven't gotten the second mash bill yet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that that'll uh, that'll start this fall. Although we'll probably start profiling it now, I guess, or in the next once we get through this. But yeah, let's get through this first. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. We got lots of lots of work, but a lots of fun work. I mean, it's a, from our standpoint, we look at the first batch, and we had probably five or six hundred cases available after blending and, and working on this. It's going to only be about three hundred cases, but the other ones are going to get set back and use the next blend, the next blend, and there took a lot of patience to make this and wait. And uh, what's really cool is a little sad, but also cool is there's going to take some patience on the releasing of it and the blending of it as well. It's not just you don't just put it in a barrel and it's ready in four years. So. Please uh, support us and pick up some bottles of the first blend yeah. and get out there so we can keep this going. Because the next batch is April 15th, so it's just about 30 days away. Working on oh. it now. So Already. So one thing, and and this is somewhat to do with all of this, but I mean, I know the answer for, for Monica. But Ashley, you mentioned that you were in pharmaceuticals first. So how did you kind of come into bourbon? And I say, I know how you got into bourbon. I'm sorry. It's no, pretty it's, easy. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> ran, ran in the family. Like, we know. In the blood. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was working third shift, quality control for raw materials, making, we'll just say, some fun drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the <a> wide variance. <laughs> yeah. We were out so, in the country. It was late at night. Uh, very professional. When did it go legal? <laughs> and uh, I got a phone call from a headhunter. And at this point in my life, I had seen in movies on TV about headhunters. I didn't know they really existed. I thought they were this fictional thing that people like put into movies. Um, but a headhunter called me and asked me if I would be interested in interviewing for a distillery. They did not tell me what distillery. They didn't tell me anything other than it was second shift. And it was quality control. It wasn't pharmaceutical, but kind of a shot in the dark. Hey, your name came across. We're, we're just trying to fill it out. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I, I'm not a evening person. I'm not a night person, as Monica can attest. I am a morning person. And Monica's not a morning person. And Monica is definitely not a morning That's why you were tasting whiskey at 9 a.m. Yeah, because I would have been tasting at 6 a.m. Right. But I waited for Monica. We have to account for me. 9 a.m. So, uh, interviewed. It was Buffalo Trace. Went through several interviews. Fun fact, tasting interviews are a thing. Um, oh, really? I had no clue. It was awesome and nerve-wracking. I interviewed, that was with Chris, and went through, and apparently did pretty good. They called and offered me the job on my way home, as I was, like, calling my mom, like, man, I failed. <laughs> I have no clue what I just did. I failed, and I had to spit in a spittoon in front of this person who might be my boss. I know I'm buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I didn't spit all of it away, and I think they knew that. <laughs> They're not going to pick me because of it. Yeah, well, so it was a bunch of triangles. Um, the main one that stands out is a triangle test of some vodka. And one of them, I found out later, had a couple drops of gin in it. And my response to that was, I don't know what this is, but it's not good. And, like, just moved it to the side, which I took as this is bad. I should know what that is. I failed. Horrible. 
but you picked out the I one that didn't out. belong. Yeah. So it was like a, a series of highlights for children's magazines. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> you know I do not know what is, but this is different, and this isn't good. And I'm uh, just going to interject, because we just finished up at the American Distilling Institute judging in January, and Ash was on a different panel than me, but at one point, they moved her on to mine, we don't know why, but we had some whiskeys, and there, it was... You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, I had some really weird stuff, um... A lot of coffee liqueurs this year. I don't know why. And she was like, wait, wait, wait. Monica, don't drink it. No. It does, it does, it's not, I don't know what it is. It's not hot. Option. This isn't but, the one with the heat, the hot one? Oh, well, that's no. not the story I'm telling. Oh, that God. was crazy, too. But no, I, I, the point of this story is just that we had a flight of aged bourbon finished in, and then whatever, casks. And Ashley was like, this one says that it's finished in white wine casks, but I don't think it is. So we had the steward. We called him over, and she's like, what is this? They they were like, oh, no, that's right. That's right. And she's like, no, it's not. And they really? went back and looked, and they're like, no, it is. And no, I mean, they're wonderful stewards. Shout out to ADI stewards. I used to be one. But, like, it was like, okay. Argued she argued. So we actually had the head guy come out. She said, okay, I don't, this one in the lineup is not, you, you need to check the label, or maybe they misrepresented somehow what it was. So they went back and did a bunch of research That's and awesome. came back and was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so, did the, so did the, did here's the our number. Did they misrepresent, or did they, they just miss the label up? I think that what, what it was was it was just how they entered it because this often happens and to anybody out there who some of those has, entries are hard right. to understand i mean we've looked at them we're like which one do we enter in right mm-hmm. so there are categories preset and you enter it in and sometimes i think that people get confused or get their wires crossed so it was entered incorrectly on the piece of paper but then when they kind of studied the label they were able to be like okay this is actually not a correct representation of what it is so all the business started flowing in from the room for all. <laughs> I love one. how it's like someone going up to Ted Williams and being like, actually, you know, if you moved your left foot, you would be a better hitter. And he's like, no, no, I wouldn't. Like, right. Like, no, don't but tell me how thing. to swing. It's really interesting. It's like being, and, and, you know, I don't want to harp on this too much, but being young, A, in an industry where there mm-hmm. are a lot of older, you know, they've been in it for generations, and women... I just think that there's there's like that little bit of calibration period where it's like oh wait but they they do and I'm saying they I mean you know Ashley for sure I have a palate but not anything like Ashley's but you know, oh they know what they're talking about and it's annoying but it's just that thing where it's going to take a couple and you know we're fortunate to work with Jeff who already saw the value of Ashley's palette and what she was doing at Four Roses four years ago so we have kind of this cheerleader now that it's come around full circle and they get to showcase what Ashley and I have always known that she's amazing and now we finally get to have a product that showcases that well and it's something I mean you bring it up I I don't even like to bring it up because at this point I think it's kind of dumb if you bring it up between Marianne Eves Jackie Zykin Ashley Barnes Pamela at uh, Michter's you have Mm -hmm. Nicole down at Dickel like it's not a man's or woman's sport it's not anymore. It's it still happens, unfortunately. Yeah. If anything has been proven over the past few years, whiskey is an equalizer, and mm-hmm. you can either talk whiskey or you can't. That's it. Totally. When I first started selling in this industry, when I started, I got hired in two thousand one. Just on the distributor level, there was not a single female on the street selling. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a man's dominated world, like. My wife actually was one of the first sales reps for a competitor and one of the first female spirits managers for a distributor here. And she uh, she had to and put up with some amazing. she had to put up with some some I mean, she's got some stories that when the whole hashtag thing was going on, she was telling me some of the things that she used to hear and get said to and on trips and I'm like, Wow. I mean I just you never think of that. Now you go out in the street and it's dominated by women. And mm-hmm. it's awesome and it's I think it's thriving because of that. You go out there and it's probably 60 70% female on the street from the street level. Is right. what I'm talking about. Yep, so for sure. 
I read a story somewhere that women have over a million more taste buds. I was going to say, a, just by male, nature, so the palate. The palate is actually more <clears throat> complex. Plus, men we're, are we're dumber. We're pretty dumb. I mean, we're yeah. pretty... <laughs> I love how we were... <laughs> we did not say We can lift heavy like, things. <laughs> we're, we're cavemen, so it's like... Oh, we can make uh, some good... Uh, it's like... Oh, hell of a bonfire. With <laughs> I can like, build a fire. <laughs> I'm like, oh, John tastes fruit. And, and uh, Ashley's like, actually, this is the fruit that you it's taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a like, great fruit. I'm wearing Zeke right now. <laughs> oh, taste Oki. Oh, Hulk smash. Like... <laughs> Oh, oh, one sample down. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible. Just one. Did it break? Yeah, yeah no. we got a broken bottle. Oh, oh man. That's five is down. Yeah. <laughs> Game off. He was really close to Edge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got this table pretty full. Of <laughs> Here, push that one back a little. Good, just be, so we can promote the single barrel. Can you give us your tasting notes on what you get from Did the you single Did you guys drink it all already? Uh, Here's maybe. some. There's some right there. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> a few drops left. This is the first single barrel. Uh, that we'll ever release and Ashley basically forced it on us so please I buy did. it <laughs> this this thing I mean man and what's Let the difference honest, between the other ones maybe I mean just the nose it's floral got some magnolia orange blossom gardenia it's I will a, tell it's a floral you, balm she does uh, she does circulate her glass <laughs> quite often so if you're if you're listening at home uh, she she takes no. a nose. She puts it up to her nose. It's like I'm giving her the I'm golf. On a, yeah, I'm on a golf. <laughs> it's the golf. It's uh, all the radio coming back. Ashley is putting the glass up to her nose. She is looking at the juice inside of it. She's seeing what the color is. She's looking at it. She put it just put a finger up on her nose. Not like up her nose, just on her nose. <laughs> on her nose. It's almost like she's just closing so off back one to side this of it. I thought she was calling in the heart throwing like the <laughs> This call to the bullpen is brought to you by Peddington Distillery. Uh, it's like a fresh, like vanilla custard. I mean, your your tannins come in there on the nose, and it just kind of backs up that sweet floral on the palate. Smooth, mellow. It's very balanced. Nice and complex. Lots, lots of maple, maple syrup, vanilla bean finish. Really lingers. It's it's a pe- almost a peppermint finish. Long and it just you just keep sipping on it. So I mean, Ash, would addictive. you say that this is a? Oh, this this has ferns. Ferns. This has ferns. So do you want to explain that to the people? <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> so this is actually a Monica thing, and she doesn't give herself enough credit. She's got a great palate. We have our own way of talking between <laughs> ourselves. Apparently, when when we hit on a blend or we get to a final product. She, she'll sip on it, and she's like, okay, I'm imagining myself sitting on my parents' back porch. They've got, like, a little gazebo. gazebo. They've got a couple swings out there. She's like, I'm sitting out there, and there's a nice breeze, but it's not the one. Like, it's not the best thing ever, unless there are ferns that are just <laughs> swaying in the breeze out there. So it not only has to transport you to this location and experience, but you've got to have ferns. Yes, it's, um, it's all about the ferns. So if we're on the gazebo and I could picture myself sipping it and just enjoying it, like Carter was saying, like I, I would go back for a few more hundred like sips. Yeah. Then, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like this the, maple, the maple syrup. Yeah, then it's like, okay, this is, this is really good. But when ferns arrive on the scene, that's when it's just like nirvana and you've got the blend and that's the one. And so Ashley and I will be sipping stuff and I'll look up at her and we're like, ferns? No, no, no ferns yet? Okay, we keep going. So and I've, I've not done this single barrel justice, but we've also been sitting here sipping on it for... To be we clear, did between the all. five of us, we brought a 200 mil sample in and it's empty now. <laughs> and yeah. I will say, Jeff is happy because Tennessee's up 20 points on yes. Iowa, so yes. he's he's okay. It's, I haven't been nervous. They were up 24 a minute ago. I'm a little nervous now. but <laughs> So, um, but it is, you know, it's a little more richer, a little more robust than the Tennessee whiskey, the blend that we're, or the small batch, however you guys are calling it, that's coming out tomorrow. It is yummy. I mean, it's... Obviously, I like it. I, I didn't give them much of an option. So. There's only going to be in this barrel. We're going to do this one at cast strength, too. Beautiful. So there'll probably be maybe 130 to 140 bottles in this. 
definitely is not something we can take out I need to the a market. Of that. Yeah, we'll definitely. That, <laughs> so definitely think everybody might be hundred bottles. Get one. No, she's like, I'm gonna need a case. So if you listen to Dad's Ricky Bourbon, you remember Jeff was nice enough <laughs> to uh, to say if you mention Dad's Ricky Bourbon, you're gonna get fifteen percent off of everything Ashley just mentioned. <laughs> Which including the is ferns. pretty awesome. Including, including the ferns. The yeah. ferns. Including the yes. ferns. Yes. Including Home the ferns. Maybe it's buy a bottle, get a fern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to partner Fairy. with Home Depot or the local nursery. Oh, you're going to drink mine. Enjoy it. Enjoy. A spike in fern sales now. So what else do you, do you see? I mean, at least for you, Jeff, where do you see everything going? You have this awesome partnership mm-hmm. now. You have a Tennessee whiskey coming out. You have a bourbon maybe coming out sometime here soon. They're resting. They're just making sure. Yeah, the, the, the bourbon, we didn't want to launch the bourbon and the Tennessee whiskey at the same time. Bourbon's weeded. We don't charcoal mellow. That's why we call it our, our bourbon. Where this is 70 corn, 25 rye, 5% malt. Our weeded bourbon is 60 corn, 18 wheat, 22 malt. So it's, I, I always, you can only compare things to Kentucky. So where this, I kind of say, is a mixture of like Buffalo Trace or Four Roses kind of mash. It's a higher rye mash bill than your normal mash bills. The wheat is probably more like your Makers or Weller or something like that. It's, it's a different mash bill, but it's weeded. The wheat is really exciting. I think it just, it it's something I think will taste better with more age. Yep. So we're waiting until it's at least five or six years old before we release it. Plus it gives us a chance to promote this. But, you know, what I'm really excited about is all the different ways that Ashley's going to help us take this. I mean... We're going to have a regular Black Label Tennessee whiskey, just small batch that's just going to be out there every day. and Consistent. Consistent. But mm-hmm. we're going to have our limited releases. We're going to have single barrel picks. We're going to have a lot more fun that we can do with this. And, and then hopefully Monica can help us show us how to uh, increase the volumes and teach us what we need to make today so we can have more in six years. And this is a really spectacular team. And I think everybody needs to keep yeah. their eyes out. We're really excited to be working with them. And when they release their their new company name and keep an eye on them because there's there's more brands they'll be using them i don't know what they're allowed to say but um, i know that there's going to be more more bottles that have their fingerprints on them out in the market and i think it's good for good for bourbon in general we're excited i can't i've been looking forward to this uh all week so so he was kind of throwing a volleyball up there are you allowed to say what else you're doing or you know what are you guys contractually obligated by an nda not able to say or what mm-hmm. else was there's anything out there on the shelves that you do have your fingerprints on you're allowed to promote not a whole lot we can say yet yeah not quite yet, honestly <laughs> well, that's not exciting. to be super the volleyball <laughs> is now on a stick tom <laughs> hanks has it it's on yeah. a desert island there's it's stuff coming there's anywhere. stuff coming yeah, well the good thing is, is sitting next to the, the good bar. thing is you can pick up <laughs> davis reserve tennessee whiskey and their fingerprints are all yeah, over. yeah. that's uh, all you need to know right now this is so. our and this is our first real this is our first big release release so yeah. i mean it's exciting cause and they were kind enough to cross the border they're coming down right? to tennessee and yeah. and this, here like, so much. this is do. like fighting territory right now yeah. i mean ashley hasn't even cross- seen my truck yet so i'm very excited i got a big blue truck and i have the the tennessee kentucky uh uk license plate I have and a blue then, Jeep. So it's okay. I mean, when she goes outside, she's going to say, we have one guy who actually gives us bad reviews all the time. And he goes, you guys are just from Tennessee. And uh, I think he'd be crushed to hear that I have a proud UK grad. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Well, it's fun. I mean, I, I, I've always, Tennessee and Kentucky have a fun rivalry in many realms. I mean, Finally, in basketball this year, we kind of came to the table. Kentucky's starting to come around in football, but bourbon and whiskey, it's always been there, but it's also a good partnership. I mean, Tennessee had more distilleries than Kentucky prior to Prohibition, but we stayed in Prohibition the longer, and it wasn't until until 2009 that we allowed distilleries again. So I think you're going to see, there's 35, 36 distilleries in Tennessee now, and we're just one of them that's coming out with the age stuff now. I think Nelson's is going to release their stuff later this year. Uh, yeah, I know that uh, Leaper's Fork's a year or two away. Heath Clark's got, I think he just released his first four-year-old barrel. He uh, just did a bottle and bond bottle that and was bond. great. And um, Tim South has some four-year-old stuff. So I think you're going to see a lot a lot more Tennessee whiskey come into the realms. And, and what's been cool is Kentucky's got all these great bourbons. And I think now Tennessee over the next six, seven, ten years is going to get to showcase what we can do too. Well, so. the best thing I could say is like Kentucky's bourbon and whiskey has had a lot longer than a 27-year-old streak. 
And it's about time Tennessee gets some wins in there. But just for the record, we were beating you for a lot longer than 27 years. We'll, we'll give you football. Oh. We're going to take the whiskey. Hey, two and one this year. Two and one this year. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much for, for thank coming. You for Monica, Jeff, Carter, Ashley, anything you guys want to say? Before we close, how can people get a hold of you? I know people can go to Pennington Distillery at Instagram. You can go to Facebook. Facebook. So, all the, the Walk in the front media. door. We're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday now from 12 to 6. You guys tours. get a bunch of tours right here. We, in the we've nations. never been open for tours. We've been here for six years, and we we just opened up for tours last year because no one really came to the nations till the last couple of years. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, please come by and come see us. We, right next to Fat Bottom. Mm-hmm. And Southern Grist is down the road, so if you like beer, they're smack dab in the middle between two breweries. And There's uh, another brewery that just opened up. What's the other one? Uh, Hol- Holston House. Holston House. Holston House. So, yeah. That's some local kids, too. Yeah. So come on down here to Pennington. They're great people. I Right in my neighborhood. I love coming down to say hi to them. Uh, Ashley, Monica, how can the folks get a hold of you all? You can find Ashley on her Instagram. Fern.com. Ashley.com. No. Um, So we actually had a little issue. We were named the Spirits Group, and we're actually going to be rebranding and renaming. So that's why you haven't heard our company name at all in this conversation. So we will announce that probably in the next month, what the new name is. But we'll redirect, I hope, the website. Right now it's thespiritsgroup.com. So listed on the website is... Mine and Ashley's email and cell phone number. The Spirits Group is the two of us. So, um, you know, just reach out to either one. Facebook and, and Instagram. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram um, is where you can find us. So, Well, we are looking forward to hearing what you have. Follow us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Follow our Facebook internal group. Answer a couple questions. We'll let you in. Please go ahead and find us on your favorite podcast app, which I'm sure you already have. We're on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife. We're in all of them. Please go ahead and leave us an open and honest review. We'd love to have you. You can also find us here in Nashville, Tennessee. Let us know when you're going to be in town. We'd love to sit down and have a pour with you. You can find us on Monday at Peddington Distillery, sipping on one of their amazing Tennessee sour mashes. You can also find us and Pennington Distillery next weekend, March 30th, at the Whiskey Warmer down at West Haven in Franklin, Tennessee. So we are going to be there picking Colonel Hunters along with Leaper's Fork Distillery. We're also going to be podcasting the event, so we'll probably see Jeff again. Jeff will be there slinging some of his great whiskey, so come say hi to him, meet him, Tell them how Kentucky is better at basketball. I hope you all have a great day. Cheers. 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 Cheers.